the Lord, church. Praise the Lord, church. Oh, I was glad unto me when they said, let's go into the house of the Lord. You better give him some praise. If you made it here today, you should give him some praise. You should thank him that you made it to another day. For what he has given you, for what he has sacrificed for you, that you may make it to this day. You should give him some praise. Amen. His name is Jesus. One God, one spirit, one faith, one Lord. Oh, you should praise him if you've been baptized in his name. If you got filled with the Holy Ghost, you are sealed. You are saved. You are delivered. Amen. Praise his name. You better thank him. You better thank him. For you coming to his court with gratefulness. And you better praise his name. Amen. Thank you, Pastor, for this opportunity. Hello, AWC. I come here every year to come and relax at times, to get away from everything that I have to go through with the brothers. I know how it goes. Amen. And I thank the pastor for he showed me a better way. Amen. He showed me a way that I didn't have to live the way that I was living anymore. Amen. There was a payphone, and I was calling. And I wasn't calling for the God's grace and mercy. I was calling for the hookup. Amen. Somebody owed me money, and they still owe me money. But, but, just leave. but I'll leave that in the hands of the Lord. Amen. Because what I had gotten in return is much greater than what I had out there. Amen. I praise his name. Now I, now I know that um, they've been preaching on marriage, but I'm not married. I'm single. You know, I mean, this isn't an advertisement, but <laughs> if you'd like, you could pull a sister Myra. Amen. Like what she did for Brother Lionel. And you know where the pastor's office is. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. That okay, Pastor? <laughs> I thank you, Jesus. Amen. Maybe go to maybe go to the first scriptures. Amen. So we're going into 2 Samuel 9 3. Then we'll be jumping down to 2 Samuel 9 7. And we'll be wrapping it up with 1 Corinthians 6 9. As always, the word is up on the screen. Amen. Second Samuel 9, 3 reads, The king said, Is there anyone remaining of the house of Saul to whom I may show kindness of God? Ziba said to the king, There remains a son of Jonathan. He is crippled in his feet. 9, 7. David said to him, Do not be afraid, for I will show you kindness for the sake of your father Jonathan. I will restore to you all the land of your grandfather Saul and you yourself shall eat at my table always. He did obeisance and said, what is your servant that you should look upon such a dead dog as I? 1 Corinthians 6, 9. The word of the Lord reads, do not be deceived. 
neither the sexually immoral nor idolaters nor adulterers nor men who practice homosexuality ten nor thieves nor the greedy nor the drunkards nor the revilers nor the swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God Levin says and such were some of you as in me also but you were washed you were sanctified you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the spirit of our God amen may we go into a word of prayer heavenly father we come before you in Jesus name Lord that you will anoint your lips of clay, Lord. That your spirit will move in this service today, my Lord. That your Holy Spirit, my Lord, will fall upon your people, my Lord. May you touch their hearts, my Lord. May you move inside of them today. We give you thanks. We give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Can I have an amen? Amen. And the title for this is Broken at the King's Table. Amen. You may be seated. Now in this story, Mephibosheth is broken. Amen. For what happened was when King Saul and Jonathan were killed, back in those days, if a king was killed, they would go and they would annihilate the rest of the family. Because they didn't want an heir to the king to the throne. Amen. So they would go and they would just take them out. Children, it doesn't matter how old they were. Now what happened was his caretaker was running with them because she was trying to get him to safety. Just trying to get him to that place of safety because she didn't want him killed. And she dropped him. She didn't do it on purpose, but she dropped him. And until that day, he was left lame. He was left crippled. Amen. Some of us in our lives, our parents and our families don't even realize sometimes that they may have dropped us. Amen. They may have dropped us. They didn't mean to. Amen. They didn't mean to. A lot of things are done out of love, but sometimes they don't realize. And they drop us. And we're left broken. Back when I was younger, amen, I have some brothers. They're, good, they're pretty good-looking guys, amen. I have my days, but you know what I mean? But, but my mom would always be like, how handsome your brother is. You know what I mean? My older brother, oh, how good-looking your little brother is, amen. And for me, right, I'm not hearing it about me. Amen. Not hearing it about me. And if she's not doing it on purpose, amen, but sometimes don't realize, amen, that not even if they don't say the words, right, it leaves us a little broken. Amen. Sometimes parents don't realize they have kids and they're not realizing that everything has to, you know what I mean, even out. They don't do it on purpose. You know what I'm saying? They don't do it on purpose. Amen. It just happens, and that's the way of life. Now, what I noticed, though, about this is that it carried on when I got a little older. When I would get into relationships, amen, just like I would try to do with my mom, and I wanted her to, sh to show her that I loved her, even sometimes more than my brothers, like, Mom, I'm here. Mom, I'm here. Do you see me? 
And I would do that in my relationships. Kind of like a simp. Amen. Hold on. I love you. I'm trying to show you that I love you. No matter how you may treat me. I'm here. I'm here. Has anybody else ever felt like that? You know where I'm coming from. Amen. And it hurts. And you go through this. Never realizing that you're broken. I remember when I went to go see my dad. And he looked at me and he was like, I don't like the way your mom raised you. I don't like the way that you speak. And I had to tell him, you need to pump your brakes. You weren't there. Sometimes we don't understand. And you know what I mean? And parents may not understand sometimes the abandonment and the neglect kids feel. And it carries on. Like Mephibosheth. She dropped him. He was broken and he carried on to his life. You know when they said, is there someone, is there someone that is in the house of Saul that I can be kind to? They didn't even call him by name. They didn't even say his name. He said, there's one that's crippled. Have you ever felt like that? Like somebody may not even call you by your name? Because when you're called by your name, you feel like something. Amen. But when you're not called by name and or him or her, it hurts. Amen. It hurts. I'm thankful today, though, because the Lord did call me by name. If you're in here today, God called you by name. Amen. And sometimes you don't realize how long this stuff lasts. I thought it was over my dad. You know what I mean? But um, not too long ago, when I'm over there, anytime kids are trying to go outside, I'm like, where's your mom at? Where's your dad at? And they're, what? I'm like, look, you're not going outside. Where's your mom? Where's your dad at? And one time, some little kid, he about five years old, I said, where's your dad? And he looks at, where's your dad? And I laughed it off, and I was like, nervous little kid. Bro. But, I, but then you know what? After a second, I was like, well, where is my dad? He roasted me without even knowing he roasted me. I was like, man, still broken, bro. I need to take it to the altar, bro. Before I... These things carry on from my childhood to our adolescence, amen? When... When I was set aside, and when you're set aside, you have to go in and you have to have an interview with the pastor, with two pastors, amen? I had a young one and an older one, and the older one was, I don't know if you're going to make it. I don't know if you're going to make it. I, I don't know. From the, your background, it's going to be hard for you to make it. It's going to be hard for you. I'm like, where's the, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Right? Like, but, like, man, I'm still broken. Amen. You feel that. You're like, really? like, man, I had that in the world. I don't need that here. But. It hurts, man. Hey, bro, like. Just to realize you're still broken. Amen. Now in 2 Samuel chapter 9 verse 5. It says. Then King David sent and brought him from the house of Machir. 
son of Amiel at Lodabar. The word Lodabar means a place of no pasture. A place of no pasture means there's nothing that's feeding you. There's no word there. There's no word of God there. There's nothing that can sustain you. We look for sustenance and satisfaction and other things. Amen. Because most of us come from a place that held no value. But we still called it home. And it gave us nothing. Out there in the world today, right? You look on IG and you look on YouTube and don't act like you haven't seen it. And everything that's going on out there is just crazy. There were young kids out there trying to act all gangster and hard and they're getting killed out there and they're trying to show their money and they really have nothing. They have nothing. The world has nothing to offer you and I. It is a place of no pasture. You're not going to be fed, amen. There is no nutritional value out there. Especially for our spirit, amen. You have to understand that the devil wants you in a dry place. Because when a dry place, wickedness can dwell. That's where the devil wants you. Don't give him what he wants. The devil is a liar, so stop listening. Don't let him leave you in that place. You don't belong there. You don't belong out there. There is nothing, nothing. For the young people, there is nothing for you out there. I know. I've been there. I had the scars inside and out to show you where I've been. And it offered me nothing. But jails, institutions, and death. When I came to Lifeline, I had nothing. I had to use a payphone. And people still had cell phones back then. I had a quarter to use a phone. I had nothing. I know that place of dryness. I know those streets. And it has nothing to offer. You may look there and be like, oh, man, that's cool. That's cool. And people, like I told the brothers, they're like, that's a real one. That's a real one. A real one for the wrong reason. People try to subjugate that word real, and they're not noticing what the real is, what the truth is. But we know the truth. We know the truth. We serve one God, amen, and his name is Jesus, and that is the truth. We don't need to serve out there. It has nothing for us. I don't like that place of broken. On that same scripture, when it says King David sent and brought him, he fetched him out of Lodabar. He fetched him. He brought us out of that place. Amen. And it says that he sent for them. People came and they, people were praying for you and the Lord fetched you out. He fetched you out. He fetched you out of a place that you don't need to be anymore. The Lord Jesus saved you. When the devil thought he had you, the Lord came and grabbed you. He took you out of that place. That place has nothing to offer, so you don't need to go back. You are a chosen generation. 
He chose you. You didn't choose him. He chose you not to be there anymore. Therefore, if any man be in Christ Jesus, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. You are a new creature. A new creature can't live in that old world. You don't need it. You thank him. You praise him. For he snatched you out of that crooked place. He snatched you out of that dry place. He snatched you. He didn't just come in. He grabbed you out of it. He doesn't want you there. You are not where you used to be. You are where he wants you to be. If you are here today, it's because he wants you here. He wants you. As broken as you may look at yourself, he wants you to be here. How you may see yourself doesn't matter because he sees you differently. And he wants you here. He wants you to, she wants to show you that love that he has for you. Some of us don't even realize that those that are sent, we become the laborers. The harvest is plenty, but the laborers are few. If you've been baptized, saved by the Holy Ghost, if, if you have all of that in you, you are a laborer now. And the Lord's going to send you to fetch those out of those dry places. But when you go to fetch them out, it doesn't mean to stay there. He fetched you out that you may help others. He fetched you out that you may help those that are lost. If you have family that's lost, he fetched you out. Can I just get a hallelujah? Can we just give him some praise? Can we give him some praise? Give him thanks. If you're here today, give him thanks because he fetched you out. You better praise his name that you're not out there today. You don't have to get high. You don't have to get drunk. You don't need to be in the highways and the byways. You have exactly what God wants you to be. Amen. Glorify his name. God wants you in the state where David was. Because he said, he lieth me down in green pastures. Layeth by the still waters. You know what green pastures mean? It's a place of grazing. It's a place of relaxing where the sheep can eat. That's where God wants you at. You look in your word, that's where he wants you at. When you come to prayer, that's where he wants you at. He wants you in that place where you're lying on the green pastures. Pastor wants you there so he doesn't have to worry about you all the time. He wants you in those green pastures so he can lay down in the grass and just chill for a second. Amen. Pastor wants to relax for a second. Take his bike out, ride on the grass. Amen. You should give him thanks. Amen. Second Samuel chapter nine, verse seven. It says, David said to him, do not be afraid, for I will show you kindness for the sake of your father, Jonathan. 
I will restore to you all the land of your grandfather Saul. He'll restore all that was lost. He'll give you vineyards you didn't plant. He'll give you houses you didn't build. He'll restore that which was lost. Amen. Jeremiah 30, 17 says, For I will restore health unto thee, and I will heal thee of thy wound, saith the Lord, because they called thee an outcast, saying, This is Zion, whom no man seeketh. On top of healing and restoring, he gives you the gift of the Holy Ghost. He'll restore, he'll restore it. And then he has something on top of it. I'll restore your land. And here, here's a little bit more. For anything that you may go through, you have the Holy Ghost to get you through the situation. That's that power that God has given you. You shall get from power among high. That power. That's how you go through situations. You don't sit in the corner and crumble. We are Holy Ghost filled. Demon stomping. Tongue talking. Holy Ghost rolling. That's what we are. We are apostolics. Amen. We are baptized in Jesus' name. Filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. On top of restoring, he wants you to have all of that. It's like that meal that you look at and you're like, that's, that's nice. I sent the picture of the co-pastor of some place we ate at, and he was like, man, that's dirty, bro. Bobby, it was like, it looked good on the picture, too. It looked better in my mouth, but... <laughs> you have the opportunity to repent. You have the opportunity to be baptized in the name of Jesus. You have the opportunity to be given the gift of the Holy Ghost. And on top of that, Galatians 5.22 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. On top of everything else that he restores, he wants you to have this also. Our God just doesn't give in a little bit. Pressed down, overflowing. That this doesn't have to do with finances. That means everything that God has to offer. Love and joy. Out there, how many of us had that joy and that peace out there? Some of us only had the peace of the pipe. Not even the whole thing, just the peace. But now you have peace in his name. Now you have peace in Jesus Christ. Now you have peace in him. You better thank him. You no longer have to drink that bottle, amen. You no longer have to hide. Sometimes brothers come to me and they're like, you know what, I, I, man, the Lord has this test because I'm drinking and smoking. Brother, that has nothing to do with testing and tribulations. That's how you dealt with the trials and tribulations. Trials and tribulations come before you're thinking about taking a drink or doing anything else. But instead of turning to that, you should turn to the one that saved you. Instead of turning to those things, turn to him. Turn to him. 
Before you even think about picking that up, turn to him. Before you even think about anything else, turn to him. He saved you. That bottle's not going to save you. That drug's not going to save you. Those pipes aren't going to save you. Only the Lord Jesus Christ is the one that can save you. You know, when um, you go to refurbish a cabinet or something or a table, you don't take them to a metal worker. You don't take them to a welder or concrete person. No offense, but that's not what their tools are for. Amen. You can't weld wood together. You weld wood, you're going to burn it down. Sometimes we think we could go and fix relationships. Sometimes we think we have the tools for those things that are broken. But we don't. And if you go try to weld wood together, you're going to burn it down just like some people have burnt down their marriages. Sometimes people have burnt down their relationships because they think that they can fix it. I've seen it. We don't have the tools, but God does. God is able. So the next time, brothers and sisters, you think that I'm going to go fix it. You're not going to fix it. You're going to make it worse. You may lose it altogether. I've seen it. Pastor's seen it. Brother Johnny's seen it. I know a lot of you have seen it. We don't have those tools. One tool you do have is to pray and reach unto him because he can fix it. Amen. All things are possible. To men, nothing is possible. But in God, all things are possible. And him, and him, not the next man, but him. All things are possible in him, amen. Because God has the tools to fix that which is broken. Second Samuel chapter 9, 7, it read and it says, David said to him, do not be afraid. For I will show you kindness for the sake of your father, Jonathan. I will restore to you all the land of your grandfather, Saul, and you yourself shall eat at my table always. You shall eat at his table always. I remember the first time when I was in Lifeline and Pastor was like, you want to come watch the Super Bowl? Yeah. Sometimes I, I don't think pastors realize what an honor that is to be asked and to go, you know what I mean? I don't think they realize sometimes what an honor it is. I'm serious. Coming from where I came from and when people said, yeah, I, don't, I, I love you, but you can't be here today. I, I love you, but you can't spend the night. I love you, but not today. And now all of a sudden, and the pastor of the church, hey, brother, you, you want to come to the, watch the Super Bowl? Yeah. People used to be like, nah, you can't. nah you're not coming, brother. You use all of our drugs. You do all of this. You start causing problems. I'm like, pastor, did you even know who you're inviting? Do you even know, pastor? But pastor knew that God had saved me, Amen. And he didn't see the person that I saw. He didn't see the person that I still saw.
And one time when um, Bishop Mendoza was like, hey, come and eat. And I walk in and there's Pastor Moses Mendoza, First Lady. There's co-pastor Israel. There's Sister Sylvia. There's Brother Eric. He's the assistant pastor. There's his wife, Sister Deanna. There's Bishop. And there's Mother Mendoza. And do you know? Do you know the kind of life that I lived? Do you know the kind of person that I used to be? Do you know the life that I was living out there? Do you know the times when I would go to see my mom and I would be inside and out of the bathroom? I would say I'm visiting her, but I know what I was doing. Do you know? And I have nothing to offer this table. I have nothing to offer these people. The anointing in that room, you didn't. What am I going to say? I come from a broken life. How could you even invite me in here? You're inviting me to break bread with you at the table. Jesus said that I am the bread of life. And your bread he shall eat always. The king told him, look, you're going to eat at my table always. Can you imagine? Do you even realize that you were offered a seat at the king's table? You were offered at the creator's table. And I know some of you may be like, I'll never get invited. But the king invited you. Amen. Amen. The king invited you. The king of kings and the Lord of lords. Amen. May we all stand. And 2 Samuel chapter 9 verse 8 it says, He did obeisance and said, What is your servant? That you should look upon a dead dog such as I. Have you ever felt that way? There's like a dead dog in the streets. People could care less, walk right over. When you see a dead dog in the street, you can pay it no mind, right? Care less is dead. That's how some of us have felt in our lives. Like a dead dog. Just broken. Do you know that feeling? When people don't even have the time of day for you. Just broken. But God doesn't see you as that dead dog. No matter how bruised or battered you are, that's not what God sees. His blood can fix you. He can fix you. The blood of Jesus will fix your brokenness. Amen. If you feel broken, then you should come to the altar. And allow the Lord to do the work that he is able to do. That he's able to fix a broken person like I. Or he's able to fix a broken person like you. And a broken person like us, it doesn't matter how dead of a dog you may feel. The king has invited you to his table. It doesn't matter how you may see yourself. 
Begin to look at yourself through the eyes of God. You are someone that he loves. You are someone that he cares about. He sacrificed himself for you and I. Amen. Like I said, it doesn't matter if you see a dead dog in the mirror because that's not what God sees. And he loves you. Amen. And he loves you. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, thank you. I would run to this altar if I was you. I would pray unto him. And thank you for healing that brokenness inside. Amen. I would just praise him. I would thank him. Amen. Glorify him. For he loves you.